Crown Bay Studios is underwater once again. Gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> toast, toast. Welcome Cheers. back to another fine episode, listener. Welcome back. Yes. <laughs> Let me refer to my notes. <sighs> okay. I wrote a key phrase down to remind me of a little story I wanted to tell. Ah, uh, yes. Just one key phrase. Yes. The key phrase for all you. Who... Well, I'll tell you after. No, I'll tell you now. The key <laughs> phrase was snarf. Oh my oh, god. Oh Christ. Mother Did you god. know upon extensive research that the Thundercats were the actually the only cat like species on that entire planet? And they ruled an entire planet of snarfs. I've looked this up. And when the bad guys who were they run by Skeletor or Mumra? One was He Man. One was whichever one came to the planet. <laughs> this is, sounds like it's devolving. In whichever one sense. came to the planet, they slaughtered all of the Snarfs except one. Jesus. And the Thundercats, the royal family, the ruling class of the planet, escaped with just one Snarf left. Wow! And that's the that's the pretty dark backstory of the Thundercats. Sure is. Well, welcome and welcome back. <laughs> welcome to the show, listener. Tonight we have a great episode Snarf planned Snarf. out for you, or uh, an episode, kind of uh, that we're gonna fire from the hip. I don't think yeah. we have anything planned. Yeah. Um, but we will start off with what we're drinking. Woo. Oh God! Just to give a little, uh, you know, for variety's sake, <laughs> and certainly not for pleasure or for. <laughs> My body. I'm Sorry. drinking tequila oh. and uh, pineapple coconut juice. That's, it sounds like a nice little uh, island mix. It sounds like. It doesn't yeah, sound too it bad. It sounds like. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I think I've got vodka and grapefruit, and that's it. You think you've got? That's what I got here. <laughs> yeah. But it's all right. all right. I got a bottle of Yingling in my hand at the moment, but I'll be making that transition over to the uh, tequila and. Pineapple coconut mixture soon. Oh, yeah, it's so, pretty good. It's not bad. I'll Did, uh... join you in hell. So we've established uh, an email with a Gmail account. So we're wow. really Ooh, we're big serious. Time. Look big at time. us. Look at us. Um, Business cards soon to come. <laughs> we're going to be having what's called special segments, special topics throughout uh, the episodes. So if you have any interest on sending uh, drink ideas or anything you'd like us to talk about, uh, shoot an email to astonishingalcoholics at gmail.com. Can't believe that was available. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Incredible. Link in the description below. Yeah, well, I also have the four other names we had prior to this at gmail.com. So. <laughs> we really cornered the market on alcohol comic book related email addresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get right down to the nitty gritty. I'm ready. I'm ready. The fan favorite. Presumably, I don't know. Our, our one listener hasn't reached out to us yet, but <laughs> I think uh, they like this segment the best. I would imagine because it's the only one we do relatively well. Yep, yep. So uh, pull it past. Do we uh, start with Marvel as always? I think we do. I it think looks we like have it. to because you write the list and you always put Marvel first. Yeah, so. That I do. That I do. <laughs> well, you're copy and paste. <laughs> yeah, you, you copy and paste. Always put Marvel ready. first. I'm ready. My body is ready. Hit, hit right, me well, with your fire best away. shot. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure. You... Oh no, you're right. You're right. No, I'm like that. <laughs> I need a moment of silence for an obvious editing cut. <laughs> uh, Point pass, Andrew with Marvel. We're going to start off with all new X-Men. Was awful. Pass. Amazing Spider-Man. Absolutely pull. Avengers 3.1. Pass. Black Panther World of Wakanda. Pull. Black Widow. Pass. Cage. Pass. Captain America Sam Wilson. Pass. 
clone conspiracy. Absolutely, pool. Deadpool and the Mercs for Money. As the only IVX tie-in that wasn't god-awful, I'll say pool, but it wasn't great. Okay, <laughs> okay. Deadpool the Duck. Pass. Gamora. Pass. Gwenpool. Pass. Invincible Iron Man, not to be confused with infamous Iron it Man. It would never be confused, pass. <laughs> Mighty Captain Marvel number one. Absolutely, pool was almost up there for pick of the week for me. Very good issue. Monsters Unleashed number one. It has. It says number one, so pull, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mosaic. Pass. Patty Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat. Pass. Spider-Gwen. I, I think you can answer for me. Pass. Pull, obviously. <laughs> Squadron Supreme. Pass. Star-Lord. Pass. Ultimates 2. Pass. Uncanny. Burn it in a fire. <laughs> Burn it in a fire. Right in the fire. <laughs> U.S. Avengers. That one as well, to the fire. Okay, I can tell you these comics almost didn't make it the ride back home. <laughs> Venom. Pass. <laughs> okay, okay, which brings us to Arya for uh, his uh, take on the DC this week. Yeah. Good luck, pal. Oh, thanks, man. Aquaman. Pull. Batman. Pull. Cave Carson <laughs> has a cybernetic eye. Good to know, pull. Green. Oh, oh my god, you. Oh, that's. Oh my god. Moment of silence. What an animal. What an animal. Good guys already, guys. You go and keep wishing good luck. It derailed everything. Uh, Trying to start that one from the top. (laughs) Green arrow. Pull. Green lanterns. (sighs) Pass. Oh, oh, good choice. Good choice. (laughs) Good choice. Okay, okay. Um, Harley Quinn. Pass. Injustice Ground Zero. Pass. Justice League. Pull. Justice League of America, The Ray Rebirth. That's number one, so pull. You had it in your It head? is number one, okay. Uh, I did not. No, I, ha- I am not a, I'm not a big fan of the JLA offshoots. Oh, okay. oh, okay, interesting. So you're just leading the crowd astray. <laughs> huh, some huh. people like that kind of Justice stuff. League Suicide Squad. Pull. Commandy He's- Challenge Special <laughs> number one. Pass. Okay. Lucifer. Pull. Nightwing. Pull. Raven. Pass. Suicide Squad. Most Wanted. Pass. Superpowers. Pass. Superman. Pull. Trinity. Pull. Wow. Okay. Now, usually that ends our pull pass, but I will throw (laughs) one other out there because I did pull it this week, and it it is an indie comic, so it doesn't usually fit into our structure, but... Uh, it was Big Planet's Indie Pick of the Week. And, but that's the location. <laughs> and uh, it was a number one. I thought the art looked super cool. So uh, similarly to Seven to Eternity, I pulled it straight off the wall, and that is Curse Words. So uh, I think that is a pull. Yeah. All right, which now brings us to Pick of the Weeks. We'll start off with uh, Arya. What do you got for us? Uh, this week was tough. Um, actually, it has been tough the last couple of weeks, but this week it was between Aquaman and Green Arrow. Um, but I picked Aquaman uh, to come out on top this week only because it wrapped up a story that's been going on for quite some time now. Uh, the Deluge, right? The Deluge, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really interesting story with Aquaman. You see him not just fighting like the surface world, but also like the entire Justice League at one point during the series. Um, but this one is is the 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 climax of the whole story. Like it, it, it's you finally get the um, closure you need and want from a story like this and it doesn't end too quickly which is great so 
Uh, it's the, the last issue ended with uh, Arthur or Aquaman busting into this uh, ship, and it's the ship where like uh, Black Manta um, and the rest of like the Nemo uh, squadron, I guess, that's been sort of planning and and executing this entire. Uh, like false flag operation yeah, against, yeah, against uh, uh, Atlantis yeah, and, and yep. Arthur to make it seem like the uh, Atlanteans attacked uh, the surface dweller, or like the surface world, or particularly the United States, uh, and vice USA. versa. USA. <laughs> Captain um, America. And it's coming off the heels of, of a pretty big event in the last issue where the U.S. had sent in a strike team um, of enhanced soldiers that could turn into a various like aquatic enhanced beings. Hail Super Hydra, cool. Hail Hydra. Super yeah. Cool. It was it was yeah. pretty cool. Um they almost got in but Aquaman ended up defeating them after they killed like four of his like council members, which is pretty crazy. Um but he the crazy part about it though is that he kind of takes the attack as like, well, I mean it makes sense. You send a rogue group of agents to uh assassinate the head of a rogue nation like it's actually like a, a totally understandable move right, uh, when you're yeah. at war it's not yeah yeah what would you drop the head of the snake yeah he almost doesn't make it take offense he's just like oh yeah that makes sense like i, I would probably done the same thing uh but he ends up but you know, better tre- yeah right. <laughs> but successfully because <laughs> i'm Aquaman. actual sharks there's the fish <laughs> talk there's the fish talk um and uh, so he, he captures them and he treats them as normal, like uh, prisoners of war. POWs, and he respects yeah. them. You know, he doesn't torture them or anything. He, he wants to make sure that everything they do towards them is, is seen as uh, peace. Not, not so much peaceful, but as. In as, lines like, with the Geneva the, the, Convention? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the rules of war and there engagement. So he's, he's very keen on that. Um, but he ends up realizing that the. Um, a signal that was used to actually blow up the heads of some Nemo agents mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on a ship that had attacked Atlantis was something that was a derivative of his powers, his ability to uh, communicate with sea life. Oh, uh, sorry, what was that? <laughs> his power to do what now? Communicate with sea life. Oh, yeah, it's I not think so much having talk to fish. Oh, yes. talk to fish, yes, yes, talk to fish. Okay, we're on the same page. I, to be fair, I did think that, that was super cool because yeah. he makes reference to the fact that he doesn't just blow up their heads, but they... They ate or they implanted uh, like fast growing coral. Yeah. yeah. That when it triggers the coral, like grows throughout their body and just immediately kills them. Yeah. So it like erupted through these guys' yeah. heads. And, and one of them happened to be the daughter of this uh, police officer who's on the ship with them from uh, London, I believe, uh, who's been pretty integral in the whole story. But anyway, he ends up tra- using Until that now. signal to reverse track it back <laughs> to his point of origin, which is this ship that he's now busted into. Uh, and comes on um, the scene to fight Black Manta. It is a pretty quick battle, um, for the most part. Uh, it's it's a lot of inner mo- like dialogue um, of I almost said Captain America. Hail Hydra! Hail But once he he has Black Manta, like he's beaten him to a pulp, and then Black Manta has um, the trigger to a bomb and ends up blowing up the whole ship. And so you see. Arthur uh, coming out of the water and he survived um, and then presenting the head or the helmet of Black Manta to the president uh, of the United States as like, hey, just letting you know these were the guys that are responsible for all this. Um, yeah, here's some hard evidence. Exactly. The, the head of the enemy. He also, <laughs> he's, he's, what's crazy too is he's in, in the room 
He's in the Oval Office with the president, surrounded by people pointing guns at him with Superman at Obama or Trump? It's Obama. It's Obama. Obama. Okay, okay. Thanks, Obama. Um, (laughs) And he he basically just says, like, all of this proves that if I wanted to kill you, I'd have done it five minutes ago. Yeah. (laughs) And it's the biggest, just like, he just comes in, slaps his dick on the table, and he's like, hey, I was able to figure this all out. We're no longer at war. I'll do a... I'll basically give up the fight and we can make a joint press conference and announce that there's this third party that's been acting and Atlantis has no problems. And it really shows like what um, a leader he is of both his nation and like, and as a per, as I guess a product of both the surface world and uh, Atlantis mm. um, and his just political savvy is like through the roof. Cause this was really the best way to do it. Right. He comes out, they get to expose this, third party as like uh, a common enemy uh and even superman goes on to say like I, there's no way like i could do what you do um that's for sure yeah right <laughs> <laughs> uh and then there you know there's some dialogue between him and mira and then at the end um you see i think what's his name blackjack uh, uh, i think so yeah, yeah. Uh, on basically the, the, the first mate of nemo yeah, yeah. Uh, just... on the shores where the ship had blown up and so it's like okay well this story's not quite over yet but the overall the main storyline has ended so we'll see where it goes from there uh but very very cool really glad to see uh this event and not because i didn't enjoy it but because there was just so much going on it was a really really great to follow and having some sort of closure with it was really really well done yeah but yeah. part of me thinks that this storyline has been so strong throughout because it struck a really good balance between kind of action as well as politics like how as being a head of the state how he handles like how in every issue he's addressing his military he's got to have these like conversations with his like head guys he comes under an assassination attempt he's like immediately like has the perspective to be like yeah well yeah that's totally reasonable for him to try and do that (laughs) and then even though you know you make mention of the fact that the fight with black men is over pretty quick um, but but then it, it goes on to get into that kind of political aspect where he goes to the White House. He's got now he's got kind of hard proof, um, and he's also making mention of the way all the way through that their strength has always been in anonymity. Yeah. So that now he's kind of shining a light on them, presumably crippling their operation because now they have much less of an ability to kind of like get out there and and create these kind of subterfuge moments. And I think my favorite part, hands down, is when he rolls in. He's like, "Look, I could execute you on the spot like, yeah. before any of these guys would stop me." Your head would roll on the floor, and just by virtue of the fact that you're living by my good graces, like means that we didn't do this. I even think he says yeah. it like twice in the same, just like standing yes, there. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, he says, "I could have killed you five minutes ago," and then like once again, he's like, "Listen, you you sent mercenaries like into my room, tried to have me killed." Like, in the fact that I didn't just stroll in here and lop your freaking head off, I think, like, like nobody could stop yeah. me right now yeah, from yeah, killing yeah. you. True. Yeah. And, and then he also and the, was just like, also, you'll respect me and call me your majesty. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so that guy's like, if you address me, you will call me your majesty. <laughs> I, Get on your knees. I, I enjoyed, from your description here, the, the fact that they turned a classic insult into something kind of cool. With the uh, the bombs made of uh, coral oh, yeah. in their heads, mm. 
to take because like, because what's the I mean even, I think I've pretty sure made the joke four times since we started about uh, about him talking to fish. That's like that's like your classic like oh Aquaman what is he gonna call a whale? Probably, but to take that kind of concept and be like, well, no, they actually tweaked it so that they blew up coral bombs that lived in these guys. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like yeah, that they yeah. turned that on its head to be something cool. The uh, other cool part too is, and for all the shit that Aquaman has gotten over yeah. the years for being a huge pussy based on like what uh really losing that pg-13 rating quickly <laughs> this week yeah, we've we're, already we're a handful of minutes <laughs> um this i think they said in one of the earlier comics like he doesn't just like talk to them he he sort of commands them right but then mm. you also see these insane like sea beasts throughout this entire story like he tries, he summons like a great white shark, but then he also summons this insane monster that almost like lops one of those agents in half. Yeah. Um. And so it's not just like schools of fish. Like it's some pretty intense deep sea monsters. Leviathans yeah, exactly. of the deep, like yeah. all come to his call, which is very, really very cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. But they, also seahorses. On... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't ride a seahorse anymore. <laughs> Unparalleled. <laughs> That, in was, his that was some super friends type shit. Yeah, but Batman Brave and the Bold. Aquaman's the best character. Uh, so. <laughs> no doubt. No. So that takes us on to uh, Mr. Montoya. Yeah, uh, I think that does alphabetically yeah. bring us to Andy. <laughs> so, it does, uh, it does. Yes. Um, let's, hear, let's hear what you got, kid. Play it on us. My pick of the week is, once again, a tie-in to a major Marvel event. What? Okay. okay. But my pick is the tie-in. Um, Amazing Spider-Man, issue 23. Clone Conspiracy tie-in. Amazing Spider-Man, written by Dan Slott, the architect of Superior Spider-Man from a couple way back, uh, maybe at this point even a year ago, like, never has done me wrong. So Amazing Spider-Man, always a consistent favorite. Um... This week it was a tie-in with Clone Conspiracy issue four. Now, real quick, was Amazing Spider-Man previous to this also a tie-in, or is this the first tie-in it's had to Clone Conspiracy? Because there've been four. Uh, Clone sure, Conspiracy Amazing issues. Spider-Man has had two tie-ins. It's had tie-ins before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so kind of all the main Spider titles have tied into Clone Conspiracy gotcha, right now. for the last couple yep. weeks at least. Yeah. Uh, this one actually though runs exactly parallel to clone conspiracy issue four so i'll try not to touch which on is too... the current which is of the current right week. so i'll try they came out at the same time i'll try not to touch too much on the events of that uh this kind of takes place almost in its own bubble uh it's basically just dialogue between the resurrected clone version of gwen stacy and peter parker so there are events happening in the background that you see fleshed out in clone conspiracy four but in this, that's all like second to these this conversation that these two characters are having. Yeah. Uh, and as you know, big Gwen Stacy fan, I'm on team Gwen versus team uh, Mary Jane. So <laughs> it's a bold. It's a bold statement. Wow. But this uh, take this a stand. really you clearly don't know how to play the political game. You never <laughs> you never take a stand. <laughs> I take a stand on this one. So this really uh, I don't know. This really resonated with me. Um, basically. The whole idea is they're trying to get Peter Parker, Spider-Man, to come over to the new you, Miles Warren, who we found out is Ben Riley last week, or to a glass clone conspiracy issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're trying to get him to come over to their side, their way of thinking. And what better way than to have him in a room with Gwen Stacy resurrected? So that's the whole reason they're in a room together. That's the, the driving force. They put him with her, and she's supposed to convince them to come over to their side. Um, and the whole conversation basically boils down to 
Peter Parker's like, listen, you may look like the Gwen Stacy I knew, but you're not Gwen Stacy. Mm. You're you're just a clone. And that doesn't make you any less of a person, but you're not Gwen Stacy. So like you can never be that Gwen Stacy, the one who I let die at the you know, at the hands of, of the goblin. Like that you mm. can't be that Gwen Stacy. Uh, the complicated thing is this Gwen Stacy clone has all the memories up until that point. So as far as she's concerned, she is that Gwen Stacy. Yeah. So there's a cool dialogue where Peter Parker's like, listen, I've run into countless clones. I've run into Ben Riley. I've run into Kane. I've run into a clone of you, like even an alternate reality version of you who turns into a spider person like spider Gwen. And none of them, you know, are the actual genuine like person that I know. Like, you wouldn't confuse Ben Riley for me, even though he looks like me and has all my powers. Mm. And so there's a cool back and forth dialogue on what, you know, where is the line between clone and like different person. And the Gwen Stacy clone argues that all of these other beings have had experiences past their clone identity. Like Ben Riley has gone on to be the Scarlet Spider, yep, yep. lived his own life. Yes, he looks like Peter. Yes, he has his powers. He has his memories even. But he's branched off from there. Kane, same thing. Like he's become his own person. This version of clone Gwen Stacy, she's been brought back to life, and all she knows is everything up until the point where she died. Yeah. So she has no other experience. As far as she's concerned, she is that Gwen Stacy. So really cool back and forth dialogue there. Um, you know, it it gets to the point where Peter Parker's like, listen, there's, I'm I'm not gonna accept that you're that Gwen Stacy. Um, at which point she just goes in for the classic uh kiss like grabs him pulls him in makes out with him peter parker's like what the heck did you just do that for like i just told you like you're not gwen stacy like that that's you're not gwen stacy you just can't do that and she's like oh well you know what like i I was just hoping beyond hope that like this would have like triggered some kind of response in you like you know i'm hoping like fairy tale logic like oh i kissed you and all of a sudden you realize that i am struck by magic yep At that point, all all hell breaks loose, and it's tied into Clone Conspiracy Four. But like they they rush back outside of the room. Uh, Peter goes to have a word with the Jackal Ben Riley, and then all of a sudden, um, all of the clone versions of the villains turn on Peter for reasons we find out in Clone Conspiracy Four. Yeah. They turn on Peter. Uh, and they start just like going at him, like ripping his, like knock him into the wall. Rhino like headbutts him into the wall. He's getting shredded up. He's got cuts. Like it, he's getting annihilated by like every villain he's ever fought. Mm. Is here beating, like just destroying him. And Gwen Stacy is standing there next to the resurrected clone version of her father, and he's like, "Listen, like it's not that they necessarily." Gwen Gwen is like, "Oh, I thought they were reformed. That was the whole idea." And her dad's like, "Well, I mean." At the end of the day, like they have to do what Miles, they have to do what the Jackal says, or he won't give them the pills, and they'll die. So yeah. like, if they tell him to attack Peter, that they're gonna attack and kill Peter. Yeah, yeah. And the final kind of image is Gwen Stacy, like essentially being like, I, "Well, I don't care. Like, like, damn it. Like, maybe I'll die. Like, screw you. But I'm gonna go defend Peter Parker." And it's like, wow. Very Gwen Stacy response. It's like, yeah. maybe it is the real Gwen. And then, of course, she, like, degenerates into a horrible, like, <laughs> Because she needs the pills, too. And, like, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And it's, like, it's very tragic because the ending scene is her succumbing to 
the event that's causing all this chaos and she's like degenerating and dying and she's like calling out for peter and peter looks over and he's like wait a second she was coming to help me like oh god like yeah and he calls out to her and that's how the, the issue ends Kind of like I don't know. It might not resonate with everybody, but that this was a no. So let me let me tell you now. Now hearing the premise, I'm I'm kind of glad you chose it yeah. because uh, what we're talking about here is one of my favorite topics posed sure. in kind of uh, like a, in a storytelling setting, like your my, sci-fi clone. My my well, and so my my favorite anime of possibly all time, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah always poses the question what does it mean to be human like almost every episode starts up in their introduction what does it mean to be human because you live in this world where people have the power almost of gods to change uh to manipulate matter and and you get into a point where you start to create stuff and and what what are you actually doing you know it's very like i mean it's a fantastic point like you know ben riley has created and lives a parallel life to Peter yep. Parker, so they experience different things, and they they create like this spidering web, for lack of a better term, yep. going out with multiple experiences. But Gwen is not that situation, right? Like right. original, like Gwen Prime was killed, mm-hmm. but then Gwen Light just picks up exactly where she left off, exactly and now where begins she left off. Yep, a singular past. So what is it? What does it mean to be human? What does it right. mean to be Gwen Stacy? If right. you are biologically the exact yeah. same with every experience leading up to all it, the memories, all the experiences. What is it? Yep. I, I mean, what are we if not just a collection yep. of memories? Like she even says, like it doesn't matter what you think. Like, it doesn't matter what you say or who are you to tell me who like who, who I am? Because mm-hmm. that's that's her challenging of it. Like, and exactly to your point, like she for all intents and purposes, has only lived that one life. She lived it, she died, she came back at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of unfair for Peter to put that on her yeah. because he has already, he's had the experiences, like like Andrew mentioned, he's seen multiple clones of Gwen Stacy, he's dealt with another Dimensions yeah. Gwen Stacy, or alternate universes Gwen Stacy, so he's prepared for all this, and she even says, like, no matter how prepared you are, like, right. this is this is my life. Like, right, I've only yeah. done this one time right. now, like... So that's it's it's super super interesting and it caught me off guard as the tie-in. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad so you, you kind of got to strike this balance between like you know sure like Peter's making these arguments and stuff like that, but you also got to imagine that Gwen is one of the people, one of the very few people he had a direct hand in the ending of her life. Though yep. he didn't kill her, he was physically sure. Like, his actions caused her death. Yeah. Though he was trying to save her, and no matter what he did in that moment, he could not have possibly, to accept that he is now faced with the person whose demise he personally, physically brought about, emotionally would be astronomical for somebody to process. So you probably just can't even, like, you know, from from just a personality standpoint, you, you can't even, like, comprehend that, like, it would be too much for him to say... This is Gwen Stacy because how would yeah. you just handle that emotionally? Yeah. I, my my two closing remarks on it, real quick, would be as a big Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker, that like as that I am a big fan of that big mm. Gwen Stacy fan. Um, one to have her say, you know, as I was up there dying, captured oh, by the yeah. Green Goblin, because this she didn't know Peter Parker was Spider Man at all, yep. and so she's like, as I was up there getting ready to die, I overheard 
him call you Peter, realized it was you, and even in that moment forgave you for lying to me, and I forgive you for what happened and what resulted in my death. Which yeah. was that was very powerful. And the second thing, like, how cool is it that the clone version of her knowing that she would die by helping him chooses to go to his aid, yeah. knowing that she's gonna die again by go- doing so. Like, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So. strong tie-in. Yep. Really cool, really cool point that they bring up. I love that question. Should we go over to uh, Lincoln over here with uh, a? Yeah. God, I don't even what. What do you Curse have words. there? I think, uh, if you don't mind, uh, I think we will bring it over to me. Yeah. For, uh, surprisingly, an indie pick of the week. Not not Marvel or DC is our, is, is our go-tos, but um, something from Image Comics, a number one of the weeks. It was Big Planet's top pick of the week, um, Curse Words. Okay. I thought the cover was super cool. I really liked the art to, to start out. Uh, I'm always kind of a, you know, I have a lot of respect for, for Greg over at Big Planet, and so if he says never something's steer, like... Never steered us wrong uh, yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If he says something's uh, a pick of the week, I'm, I'm absolutely going to give it a, a look and see what I think, and uh, this did not disappoint. So it's called Curse Words. The cover's kind of this, like, grizzled guy. He's got a little bit of a Peaky Blinders haircut on him. He's got, like, shaved sides, like, slicked back hair, and he's got a big white bushy Gandalf like beard and he's got a huge um scepter on his back with a dragon flying in the background like as he's riding a motorcycle. It's a totally ludicrous cover. Which is I mean that's alright. Like, that yeah. is alright. It's also like Miami Vice color. Oh like. yeah it's like the 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 color scheme is actually exactly what brought me in. It's kind of this correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but it's kind of this swirls of like pinks, purples, and oranges. For those of which, you oh, yeah. listener at home, Link is colorblind, so he has absolutely no idea what he's talking about right, right now. Right, right, right. But, but so far he's got it. Like, he's got yeah, it yeah. What I believed it to be brought me right on in. And I it's actually something. all grayscale. The whole comic is grayscale. <laughs> um, and then at the first page, just in, in the tradition of the cover, we have our protagonist sitting in a leather armchair with we can see this uh like kind of opulent view out of the back of what seems to be like a a high up kind of uh office building and he goes so you want to see a magic trick and he's wearing a suit he's got sunglasses on inside he's got slick back hair he's got a potion on the table a lighter in his hand (laughs) and he's got a koala (laughs) hanging on the back of his chair it was on this page i was like I'm in for a bumpy ride. I'm in for one hell of a ride, that's for sure. You sure know how to pick him. <laughs> he basically goes on, he does this cool like fire trick with the lighter. Um, he's got a client in the seat, super high-tier musician guy. Um, kind of, We're going through, he's like granting this guy's wish. We basically come to find that he's like a magician, a sorcerer for hire. It's kind of how he's, he's earning his living where he is, but he's only got three rules. He can grant pretty much any wish. He can do pretty much anything. But he says that uh, his three rules are no cures, no wars, and no love. So as long as that okay. is not your your end goal or that is sure. not what you're asking for, you can get pretty much anything out so of it. So those him. are your limiters on what he can do. Yeah. Right, right. The so rules he, he, he cannot will break. not heal. Yep. He will not win okay. or start wars. And he will not cause someone else sure. to, I, I guess, shatter okay. their free will. Kind yeah, of. sure. Standard. Yeah, um, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, no, solid rules. Solid yeah. rules. Um, so, 
we kind of find basically this guy's like, you know, he's a, he's got a shit ton of money. Like he's this musician, but he wants to be turned into platinum basically. So he can't be physically harmed. Okay. Cause though, um, I would have gone with diamond, but okay. Well, I think platinum cause he's like, like a platinum record. Yeah. He's going. So platinum. yeah, he's going platinum. I'm just saying Emma Frost is yeah. diamond. Yeah. Right. Way cooler. Jesus, here we are. Here we are. Ready. <laughs> can't get through one week without talking about X-Men. <laughs> So, so he turns him platinum, and then all of a sudden, like, he, he uses, we see this kind of big crystal scepter. Super cool. Um, Is that and a Rylus this... crystal scepter? <laughs> it's sponsored by Riot Games. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you wish. Uh, so he blasts this guy, turns him into platinum. The guy's totally digging it. He loves it. And then uh, all of a sudden the koala starts talking. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's why like, wouldn't he? Yeah, or she? Up until this point, we had she, no clue that the koala could talk. <laughs> uh, and he is, you know, I'm a little surprised you pulled it off. And then all of a sudden the whole place blows up. There's another wizard, looks like a Renaissance uh, <laughs> kind of, I don't know, jester. Um, wow. Wow. We kind of start start off this this battle. Looks super cool. And then we hit, we're hit with uh, kind of big cover, curse words. Um, we come to find that that's a bit in Medea Res, so we were taken back to the beginning of the story, how we got our protagonist to where he is. Uh, he, he blasts into Central Park, New York. He's kind of like grizzled, a little bit more of a classical wizard yep. type. He's actually got all brown hair at this point. He's got crazy eyes, like crazy teeth. He's actually like assaulting everyone around him. He... You're really getting like a bad guy feel from him. Sure, to the point sure. where this can't possibly be the same guy. Yeah. Oh no. Um, real homeless vibe to him too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Really, I mean, it's like, like should have rags, you know. Whereas yeah. the guy we see originally has a, a shorter haircut. Yeah, he's in, he's in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so he's going around, and we're kind of getting his experiences with how he's acclimating to New York. At first, everything everyone's saying is a bunch of nonsense. He can't understand anything. Um, he eventually casts a spell of understanding, and, and uh, he is now kind of, he can speak English, um, he's going through New York, he's he's casting this spell, um, he's kind of brewing in a cauldron, and every time he gets to the next step, it takes like a week, two weeks, three weeks, each so next step. It's a lengthy spell. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a lengthy spell, yeah. so you, you can say he's definitely like setting up to do something huge sure. here. Yeah, and there's a lot of like banter it. between him and the koala, whose name we come to find is Margaret. <laughs> um, she was a rat, though, at this time. She's a rat at this time, yeah. to start. She is um, sort of a changeling. She can, she can shapeshift, presumably okay. into just animals, animals yeah, I guess. Sure. Um, or that's all we've seen so far. We kind of get some flashes of a little bit about where he's come from. Because he, he begins to try, and because he's in... I guess the world in New York for so long casting a spell yeah that he's like well I might as well walk around and like see what's around here so he starts to ask people he's like you know how do, how do people have so much time on their hands like what, what are all these slaves doing and someone's like whoa whoa slaves around here you maniac this is like, 1864 <laughs> <laughs> or later yeah <laughs> Uh, so, a lot of history references. You know, he's a, like, is you know, are they slaves? Are they nobles? Is that why they're not slaves? You know, like what's happening here? And then this guy's like, no, everyone's free. They just We're all do bros. whatever they they just do whatever they We're want. All yeah. And so he starts. He's here, I think, for almost a month, and he, he's really like shout out to the, our Brooklyn listeners. <laughs> 
he's getting to know people. He's going to like libraries. He's really experiencing everything. Um, we have day thirty six. There's uh, a kind Dude, of a scene. This is a long ass spell. It, it's here. It's wow. it's for over a month. He's wow, here brewing wow, wow. this spell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you just have there, there's kind of been these black panels that have counted the days he's here, kind of marking the passage of time. And you have one that says the last day, and he begins to cast the spell, and you can tell it's it's clearly going to become this some sort of destruction spell, like like billowing smoke yeah. comes out. He's saying some really like dark it's stuff. Kind of like he the thinks. spirit bomb. I, uh, yeah. You well, take no. a while to build no, it up, no, but then it's going like to pay spirit off. Spirit bomb doesn't end. take thirty six days. So. It, it takes like a couple it. episodes. Oh. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> So he, he eventually, I suppose, has this like bit of a daydream where you can tell that he's lounging on a beach yep. next to this woman, um, and he's just kind of enjoying it, and she says, hello, darling, a character we haven't seen before. Sure. We don't know who it is. Um, and so we kind of get the sense that now he's come to kind of love New York, or at least like it, and, yeah. and doesn't want to destroy it anymore, cancels the spell he's been oh, wow. building, gets out there. Gets a haircut. He says, you know what? I'm going to hang out with these guys. I'm going to start casting some magic. I'm here to help. Yeah. I'm going to set up shop. He gets his haircut, um, gets a tailored suit, buys a motorcycle. Wow. Um, by this point, the rat has turned into a koala because it believes point, yeah. koalas are well-liked. They, they market <laughs> What's very the well. What's the website? So. It says, like, cutest animals or whatever. Is it? Oh yeah, <laughs> www.cuteanimals.com and the koala the yeah, is, sure, a, is sure. a koala. Koalas are quite cute. So um, we're kind of going through, and then we get a lot of kind of like deeds. He's going out, he's doing all this stuff, he's helping people, he's getting paid for it yeah. presumably. And there's a lot of kind of like background talk, like almost yeah. like news stuff. Like you see what he's doing, but there's a lot of chat about it. Um, there's kind of a lot of Twitter going back and forth. One person continuously saying team hashtag team Margaret, like oh. <laughs> And his name, I think, is Wozart. Wizard. Yes, Wizard. Wizard. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Okay. So like, he calls oh. himself Wizard. Okay. Yeah, he calls himself Wizard with an O instead of an I. And so he's always like showing up. Um, you can see we have another mention to his rules where he's clearly meeting with like some heads of state, and he's like he's highlighted no wars, and he says, "Sorry guys, I can't help you." Yeah. And um, he's going around. He's doing some cool stuff. Um, and then we flash back to where he's battling this kind of uh, Renaissance jester. We see that they have this kind of conversation where seemingly the jester has been sent by the same person that originally sent him. And he's like, why haven't you destroyed this place? What's yet? the deal? Yeah, yeah, what's going yeah. on? What's happening here? I came to find out what like what your problem sure. is. And he just flat out says like, no, nah, no way. This place is pretty cool. I'm I'm gonna protect it instead of like destroy it because I I like what I'm doing here. Yeah. And I'm not gonna be this guy's slave anymore. I'm not gonna be his weapon. Um. What I really liked here is we also get a little back talk. We get a little behind the scenes talk from the guy who sent Wizardo, um, or Wizard, <laughs> Wizard, Wizard, down, and he says like, you know, this is a little chat. You can tell he's probably talking to some generals, and he says, um. You know why'd you send why'd you send the jester like did you think he's gonna win and he's like no absolutely not like wizard was definitely gonna cuck this guy yeah yeah um yeah. but i knew that because based on who wizard is there was no chance anybody was gonna survive so <laughs> i sent the guy i could like, like use the least. yeah i, I sent, yeah. sent like sure, the, sure. the pawns go first he had to send deal. someone yeah and so he sent the guy who he didn't care about so yeah. wizardo totally cucks this jester <laughs> guy <laughs> 
That's grabs him by the neck. That's Lizardo, canon. Lizardo's That's canon. That's <laughs> Sets him on fire, blows him up. He's like a skeleton. Totally kills him, but he does it in the middle of Yankee Stadium. Nice. Um, and yeah, so they probably so... cheered because they're so assholes. <laughs> Fucking Yankees. So he basically is like, "Well, except for Brooklyn fans, if you like the Yankees, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's a okay." Yeah, Brooklyn, you're all right with us. <laughs> so, so basically, he's like, "Well, I just killed all these guys in plain sight in front wow. of this entire crowd, and well, that can't be allowed because wow. I'm trying to." generate this good publicity so i'm going to uh shrink this entire city and put it in my pocket for right now and then wow. we'll, we'll figure this out later <laughs> and then he flies away and that's how it ends and, it, and you know yeah. bit of a bit of a ludicrous joy ride but i loved it all I, the way i can't through. help but think your love for it was just because you saw so much of yourself in, in yeah good old I, resort once there. again <laughs> it's a lot he's chosen a character who he himself could embody yeah. while playing a live action a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. seems to be a common thread. awesome beard yep. uh, you know scrupulous morals <laughs> like and, murder somebody with fire and also I mean, sells out super quick once again <laughs> yeah. you've run way over time is <laughs> fabulously but, uh, wealthy but what else is new. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. My well, I think you know. There's also no chance that you know you guys had ever heard of this one because it's a number That's fair. one and it's That's an fair. image comic. So my my two cents on it would be you you've uh, there are a couple ways that I pick up a comic. Uh, when it's an indie comic, I normally will only pick it up if it's an author. There there are two things. If it's an author that I know about, right? So you're talking your seven to eternity. It's Reminder. Yeah. Pick it up because I know what he's done in established stuff. Pick it up, or it's the art. The art in this is pretty cool. Yeah, Plus, we got a rec- cool. you got a recommendation from Greg, which is basically a guarantee. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what? I I purposely didn't read this issue because I like to go into something that I have nothing like, I don't know about, and I like to hear it from like with an open mind. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I gotta say, I, I will probably read and possibly pick it up based on your description. Yeah. So that's that's fairly uh, a high praise from me. Issue for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. super cool. Which uh, I think brings us to the winner of the week, where Deadpool the Duck issue two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Rocket Raccoon yeah. versus Howard the Duck slash Deadpool in space. That's is, a, is, uh, not, is is not is not winner of the week. That's not even an issue. Like that's never been that's never been made. No, yeah, no, it, it is. That's, that's in my poll. Movie. That exists. Holy <laughs> Christ! Uh, no, I think it's uh, dead no more. Colon the clone conspiracy and amazing Spider-Man event. Boom, boom, boom. Number four. Number four. All right. Uh, Andrew, lead us off. As the number one Spider-Man fan of all time. In this room. In this room. Uh, <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll kind of. I'll kind of take us in and start the conversation. Uh, clone conspiracy issue four uh, comes on the heels of the big reveal that the Jackal, who we at this point have assumed is Miles Warren, who is always cloning people. That's his whole stick. Is actually Ben Riley, who is also canonically the Jackal. I mean, Miles what? Warren is Miles Warren canonically is the Jackal. This time it happens to be Ben Riley, a clone himself, the Scarlet Spider, presumed dead, and now he's alive, and now he's the Jackal, mm-hmm. and now he's he's cloning people left and right. Pretty freaking crazy. Uh, his whole thing is Peter Parker, join my side. We can bring uh, Uncle Ben back to life, <laughs> and together. Because at this point, remember, Peter Parker has Parker Industries, which is a global tech startup company. Yep, huge. Huge reach. Huge wide range and reach. Lots of moolah. Uh, 
combined with new use cloning technology, Ben Riley wants to take this global, basically. Mm. And he needs Parker Industries to do it. And he's using Uncle Ben as the hook to get Peter Parker in. Similar to kind of like how he, yeah. why Gwen Stacy would be talking sure. to him as kind sure. of the emotional hook, but nothing will ever compare to, to the Uncle guilt ben. he feels right. over the death of Ben Parker. Right. So, so this issue involves Ben Riley bringing uh, Peter Parker back to the New U facility, uh, showing him what he calls the Haven, which yep. is this like underground facility where every villain that Peter Parker has ever fought and like loved ones and loved friends. ones friends friends of friends have all been resurrected back to life with their memories as clones mm. and they're all living in harmony in this facility and ben riley was like look at this this is essentially paradise like why why wouldn't you want to be a part of this and why would you object to this like i have done this all for you because i want you to see the value and i want you on my side um, this is the offshoot where he sends him off with Gwen Stacy that the tie-in touches on. Yeah. Um, so he attempts to get win him over with that. He attempts to win him over by showing him the lizard Doc Connors with his resurrected family, who Doc Connors has killed himself with his own hands, mm. and they're like having a great time, having a picnic, playing soccer together. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of this? We we fixed everything that's gone wrong. Specifically, what I kind of like about this yeah. as well is that almost the benefits of the Haven is, you know, part of the reason why becoming a lizard was so awful and traumatic is because now he has to live in the sewers. Yeah, sure. But here we are with like Doc Connors, like playing with his family, like in like in daylight in the street, or you know, like yeah. replicated daylight, whatever. But in the streets, surrounded by like a little town, almost yeah. kind of like a like a created like a land of misfit toys, almost. Yep. Which there's a, a super cool kind of charm to seeing that in action. Exactly. The 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 second story, if you will, the the second thread that's going through this issue is Doc Ock in his original body. It's a clone body, but his consciousness is out of the robot butler uh, into his actual body. Anne Marie, uh, the girlfriend of the Superior Spider-Man, uh, him and her are trying to figure out. They've captured Ben Riley and have him captive what causes the clones to degenerate they're they're trying to figure out why the clones themselves without those pills eventually break down they have kane captured they have oh sorry sorry they have kane captured ben riley is the jackal right right they have kane captured one of the original um peter parker clones and they're trying to figure out well he hasn't degenerated he he's really he's been around forever he's deformed he's really jacked up but he hasn't completely degenerated why is he different than every other clone ever made who degenerates without this pill Mm. they're trying to figure that out so you got a cool back and forth with ben riley trying to convince peter onto his side and you flash back to the lab with ock and marie and 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 uh kane trying to figure this out Mm. um where everything kind of comes to head, uh, the big reveal in this issue is Ben Riley looks at Peter and he's like, "Listen, you are me and I am you. The only I know the only reason you came with me initially is to try and uncover some nefarious plot so you could stop it. But there is no nefarious plot. I'm just doing this for the greater good." Yeah. And then Peter looks at him and he's like, "Why didn't you bring Uncle Ben back?" Right. Already. And already. And and Ben Riley's like, well, 
I left that for us. Like, I, we're going to bring him back together once you're on board. And Peter's like, no, 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 no. You've brought back Gwen Stacy. You've brought back all these people, all these countless people, and had no problem bringing them back. Why wouldn't you bring back Uncle Ben? Like, if you were doing this for the greater good, why not bring him back already? And and the Jackal, Ben Riley's like, well, you know, I, I just haven't done it yet. I wanted to do it together. And Peter's like, that's not it. You know that if you brought Uncle Ben back, you'd have to look him in the eyes and he would look at you and say, what the hell are you doing? This is wrong. You have the power, but you don't have the responsibility. You can't bring people back like this. And you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And at that point, Ben Riley just looks at Peter and he's like, well, fuck it. Uh, army of army of clone villains. <laughs> fuck this guy up. And he essentially, like, on a dime, yeah, on a dime, he's like, he's like, well, fuck. Like, the game is up, essentially. Like, yeah. And all the villains, like, he's like, if you don't want to die, attack Peter. And, and that's, you know, they launch into the assault on Peter. Uh, Doc Ock figures out that he can admit a frequency, a sound frequency that'll disrupt the cloning pattern and cause the degeneration to happen faster. There is potentially a counter frequency. Almost immediately. Almost immediately. There's potentially a counter frequency. Think like the Venom symbiote. There's like a counter sound frequency that could potentially stop the degeneration completely. He chooses to, because Ben Riley insults his girlfriend, Anne-Marie, to just flip the switch on the frequency that will kill all the clones. Yeah. And so the issue ends with like all of the clones, Gwen Stacy, the villains, every clone that Ben Riley has made, which you find out is numerous throughout the world. He's got a network of clones all across the world starts to degenerate mm. immediately because this frequency is broadcasted. And the issue ends with uh, the Jackal Ben Riley being like, hey, you're all going to die. I'll bring you back. Like, we'll figure this out. Like, fuck Spider-Man. Yeah. And that's, like, that's essentially how the issue ends. And um, this is, like, that whole prophecy that Kane and Gwen, uh, Spidey Gwen, were trying to prevent. Is right. The, in every world, this happens, right? This outbreak happens. And, sure. And then this is how it comes to, to be in, in this world. In the I guess this is considered the 616 world, right? Yep. We're in um, 616, yep. And uh, I'm really glad you brought up that the Ben Riley. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Uncle Ben talk. Oh, that was because so that's, good. After I, got, that, after I yeah. read that, that's when I texted you. I was like, I think you're really going to love this issue. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad you picked the tie-in, too. Yeah. That right there was really, I was like, I'm so glad they didn't cop out. They yep. didn't bring Uncle Ben back. Yep. He's literally the only person left untouched in comic books yep. across both universes. I, agreed. And, and in Dan Slot, I trust. He hasn't done me wrong on a Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man title yet. I trust him to write Spider-Man. I was worried when they had Uncle Ben's remains dug up in a coffin, and they're like, "Let's go, let's go, fucking clone this guy. Let's get him out here." And I was like, "Admittedly, oh God, little, kill me admittedly now." A little intrigued. Yeah, but... I was so worried, <laughs> yeah. and to see Peter just be like, "Yo." You haven't brought him back because you don't have the balls to bring him back. <laughs> this guy would have fucking looked you in the face and been like, what the hell is your problem? And they brought back yeah. the power and responsibility. Yep. Oh, like, yeah. No, oh, it was great. God. It was great. And I know, and I know, uh, based on our votes, that, Link, you got a couple points to bring up uh, that you had objection with in this. <laughs> but I think overall, it was, it was the most solid pick. It was the most solid issue out of everything this week. 
Um, sure, sure. I mean, I, so but I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear some of your uh, your objections over it too. I think right. So obviously, bringing back Ben Parker would yeah. be comic book black because right, he's yeah, yeah. it's impossible. You can't do it, no matter how you tell this story. If you go through with that, yeah. You'd be you'd be drawn in court. You'd be murdered. Right. And I was yeah. so worried that I was gonna have to kill myself. But, <laughs> but I didn't have to. But Aggressive. Even even like to me, it was in that moment where they have that conversation where it just felt like, you know, we've we've been building up so much. Like he's been doing so much. That, uh, not Miles Warren, the Jackal, yeah. um, Ben Riley has been doing yeah. so much to kind of calmly court Peter sure. and really gain his resources, and then. You know, Peter makes this kind of like, not flimsy, but he makes this kind of just like, he makes a singular argument and with no even attempt at a counter argument, he just says, well, well fuck yeah. you. You know, it's, <laughs> and, it's such an aggressive, yeah. immediate 180 that it just seems yeah. so, like it really kind of from there on, at, at least in, in this comic book, I was like, oh, that's like, I just don't, yeah. I don't really believe that that would be his, that would be his sure. reaction. And then from there, when the when the sound kind of hits the crowd, I'm like, okay, well, Doc Ox now just gonna kill everyone. Like, sure. I don't. Really, that also seems like kind of an overreaction. I don't know why yeah. he would trigger this response in everyone. And then Ben yeah. Riley's counter. It seems like so many yeah, things yeah. happen where I just don't totally. really buy that. That's the next step. Totally understandable. Even then, and then Ben Riley's reaction to Doc Ock doing that is to then himself take what Doc Ock is doing. And spread it to everyone he's done in the world, yeah. triggering, tr- triggering effectively what sure. will become this apocalypse. And I'm sure. just like, what? What the hell is happening here? Like, why? Why did this? All because Peter said, "You won't." Yeah, you yeah. won't sure, bring sure, Ben sure. Parker back. Sure. Like, I was just like, whoa, like what? <laughs> what was weird to me too, though, is I don't think the six one six Ben Riley here knows that this is contagious. The way that Kane and and Spidey probably Kane, not yeah. because probably Anna, not. Anna Marie touches Ock, right? I think, and yes. that's when she starts to turn like green into like one. She of starts to degenerate, cellular degeneration. She's got the the disease that the clones catch, right? But she's not a clone. She's so not so a so clone. Octavius is yeah. like, oh, you're, but you're not a clone, right? Um, and I don't know if it's if it's at the, I forget if it's at that point where. Uh, ben Riley is like, well, I guess I'll just broadcast. Well, cockadoodle uh, Also, just if he's got the power to broadcast it to the world, does he not have the power to turn it off? Well, it was like, it well, was, like what a it was one specific thing to do. Switch, I mean, oh, okay. Sure, sure. Okay. It just all feels so convenient, and all feels just from like purely from a yeah. storytelling perspective, it felt a little. There were a lot of points in there where I was like, okay, if there's one thing at a time, like maybe. Sure. Sure, what have you, but put them all together, and I'm just like, that all just felt so convenient. Like, I, I just don't really believe this ride sure. I'm being taken on right now. What what I will counter, and it won't necessarily um, quell all your objections with it, but I will attempt to as a longtime Spider-Man fan. <laughs> um, the argument, I had no issue with the immediate turn where he brings up the Ben Parker argument and then he immediately is like, well, I'm, I'm screwed because Ben Parker is like that. You got to think of him as like the, he is the paragon of, he is the North star for, for Spider-Man. Yeah. Everything he does is based on great power comes great responsibility. He gets that from Ben. Ben Parker dying is what catalysts him into his entire, that's his manifesto. Right. And so, 
by invoking that by saying listen you didn't bring ben parker back because you knew you would have to look him in the eyes and he would tell you because remember ben riley is peter parker to some extent so he has the memories of uncle ben and for peter to look him in the eyes and say when you bring ben parker back he's gonna look you in the eyes and say you're wrong and you can't deal with that right but i'm I'm glad i'm glad you bring that up as the counter because as the story we know so far 12 worlds 12 outcomes all the exact same and what you're telling me right now in this moment is that not a single other peter has thought to say with great power comes great responsibility that's what makes he's, our Peter special. He's, he's that's what makes our Peter special. And then he's like, oh, yep. right, we, Ben did tell me yep. that thing that we one time. We also don't know. So in all the other um, universes where this happens, Kane says it's always Peter Parker that does it. Yeah. But we know that Ben Riley is the jackal, and he looks exactly like sure. Peter Parker. So when the reveal happens that it's Peter Parker behind sure. all this, it's actually Ben Riley. Sure. So you don't know what the interaction all, was between all the things Parker considered and outside of the jackal costume. You can't tell Ben Riley. You can tell Kane from Peter because Kane is all jacked up. Yeah. You can't tell Ben from Peter yeah. unless they're in like the Scarlet Spider suit, the jackal suit. You can't tell. Well, can, can Gwen and Kane? Gwen Gwen knew that the jackal was a sp- Peter Parker esque. Yeah. Because of his, like, I guess the way that he spoke or the yeah. way she heard his voice and whatnot. Um, but she knew it wasn't Peter. Yeah. And that's that's the whole thing. You get back into, like, this whole clone sure, saga sure, that, sure, that sure. you had before. There's a lot. It's, it's, I, I have no problem with the, the immediate twist as a longtime Spider fan because of what we know about Ben. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the Doc Ock thing... I also had no problem with it's a little bit more if you read Superior Spider-Man and saw the relationship between Doc Ock in Peter Parker's body with Anne-Marie like as soon as Ben Riley insulted Anne-Marie like that was it yeah like, like if you it. read the Superior Spider-Man run that Dan Slott writes like as soon as you insult that woman like you're dead your family's <laughs> dead <laughs> Your entire lineage is dead. He's going to travel back in time. Like, it's over. Like, and the fact that he was like, yeah, like, you figured out how to preserve the clones for all time. Let me take your consciousness and put it in a perfect, quote unquote, a because, because Anne Marie is, is a midget, a small, like, a little person. <laughs> and, and Ben Riley is like, as your reward, I'm going to take your memories, kill you, and put you in a, quote unquote, perfect body. A proto, a proto clone, a fully grown, perfect body. Like as soon as he said that, before yes. any of the reactions Ock happened, I'm like, it. I'm like, oh, he's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Doc Ock is about to just fucking wreck his entire. But like, that's only because I've read Superior Spider-Man, yeah. and I think if you read that run, that part of it comes off a lot better. Because as soon as I saw Ben Riley say that, I'm like. He's fucked. Like See, Doc no. is about to just, just, he's about to just shoot every single person that he can get his hands on. Like this is over. Like you gotta know you can't do what he just did. Oh man. Uh, but again, like there's a lot of assuming that you've read the other things that Dan Slotov's read. So I get your objections with it, but well, this story stems from things yeah. from like 20 years ago. Sure. Like, this whole clone side. Oh, yeah. Like it goes ben way Riley's back. Way, it goes way, way back. Way, way back. Like, the death of Ben Riley yeah. was, what, still in the 90s? If not yeah. Early 2000s. Yeah. Way back. Way um, back. Way back. So, it's it, there's a lot of investment from 
Spider-Man fans, but overall, I still think a really, really yeah. great continuation of this. this I'm going to get you to read Superior Spider-Man, and we will revisit even, this. Even if you think that his reaction is warranted based on that, yeah. he, all within like three panels, first of all, he himself attacks Maria when she tries to make a call with her spider communicator. You gotta understand the relationship. He physically you assaults her. Relationship. Physically assaults her, takes the spider com, uses that to realize, oh, this is possibly yeah. where the solution is. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like, wow, maybe you're right. Then like, Walks in the room listen. and she's like, I have the answer. How? Nobody you... knows. She just walked in the room listen, from nowhere. Listen, listen, listen. No, 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 no. You listen. She walks in the room from nowhere without any kind of backing. He's like, oh, if she says she yeah. knows it, she knows it. Yeah. And then without any communication and between I believe the two it. as to what like, is going it. on, he immediately listen. not only knows how to save them, but yep. knows how to immediately reverse it yep. and broadcast it to everyone yep. out there. I was just like, oh, yep. well. This and, is a lunacy. And again, I understand your objections. Get me off this ride. But what I will ask is, as my closing argument before we move on, because we're way over time, <laughs> before I gave you your tour de force X-Men education, starting with weeding, through the ages up to current day, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And now you're on board with the X-Men. Let me do the same for Spider-Man. You read that Superior Spider-Man because Dan Slott's writing Clone Conspiracy. He took over at Superior, like his really on coming onto the scene with Spider-Man was Superior Spider-Man. And you read that run. You read the Spider-Verse run. So you read Superior Spider-Man. You read Spider-Verse, and then you start reading this. Spider-Verse was pretty. Sweet. Oh yeah, I think you're gonna have a change of tune because the the back and forth between him and Anne Marie. Like, I think if you read all that stuff, it's going to make a lot more sense. I'll read yeah. it. I'll read it. I don't know. I mean, like, I think that my main point of contention is just that there are quite a few points that felt very convenient. And I don't Agreed. know that that would change it. But yeah. that being said, I'll read it. I will absolutely always give anything like that a chance. Um, and still, I mean, I was still absolutely down for, for picking this as It was a good issue. So I, I Even with the objections. Fantastic issue. Yeah. There were just a lot of times they moved the plot forward yeah. with a very convenient plot yeah. uh, tools I thought but I would I would agree that, yeah um, very very good cool so, so I guess that brings us to our special segment um, a t a segment that has been hinted at many a time with the uh, audible cue <laughs> <laughs> there it is um, we're gonna start bringing this back we're gonna take viewer our listener suggestions for it yeah. um, but this week we want to talk about what is your favorite DC movie, and why is it animated? <laughs> That's what we want to talk about. Yeah, this week. and boys, I, I think we can. Uh, I think we can all agree. We talked a little bit about this off mic, yeah. but uh, for for right now, I think we're in unison on a uh, Flashpoint. Flashpoint paradox. Yeah, that is for sure a great movie. It was a, a phenomenal movie, a great comic um, saga, you could call it. Yeah. Um, but it starts out with uh, Barry Allen. It's very much a, a Flash movie, a Barry yeah. Allen movie. Flash point. Oh, oh, that's why I, they called it. You know what? Flash. I finally saw what they did there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't get it till that's now. But yeah, that makes sense. Um, it, it so it starts out. Uh, the Flash has just sort of saved the day and everything, and but he's he's talking about how when he gets stressed out, he he just runs, and he yeah. ends up thinking about the murder of his mother, who was killed at the hands of um, the Reverse Flash or. Uh, Professor Zoom. Professor Zoom. Whatever you want to call him at this point. He's gone through. There's been so many iterations of it. But um, 
he ends up running, and he ends up running so fast that you just see this flash of light. And when a he flash wakes up, point. Oh, oh, wow, now you even see what they did even more. Spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, he, he wakes up to seemingly a normal day. He goes to his office. He's brought, uh, you know, a bag full of... Or no, he wakes up at his desk. I'm sorry. He wakes up at his desk to um, yeah. one of his coworkers. Yeah. At uh, the uh, police department. At the police station, yeah. 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 So, so he, Barry Allen's a forensic scientist, for those of you that don't know. Uh, and he, he ends up going outside. He, he's kind of figuring out. He sees on the news that, that Captain Cold has uh, been saving the day. He's the hero of the city, and that's sort of confusing to him because it's one of the <laughs> one of the rogues, <laughs> one of the rogues that he fights on a, a one pretty of much his a regular like, most basis. canonical villains. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he's going to leave the station. He ends up tripping down the stairs, and and when he gets up, it's his mother in front of him. They're meeting for. Uh, it's either his or her birthday, and they're they're having dinner or something. Uh, but he's just like, well, oh, maybe it's dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drunk, so he's yeah. it's it's. I'm pretty sure it's a late night uh, nourishment, uh, some sort of food. But um, it's possible. Yeah, and so that's that's when he starts to realize like something's definitely off. And um, so he talks to her, and it's funny. I love this. Is probably one of the funniest parts. Is he's talking to her. He's like, Mom, I have to tell you something. And she, he's just like, I'm. She goes, Gay. He's like. No, I'm the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh. This isn't all like, new x <laughs> like, He's I not just, gay. I thought it was hilarious. And and so, you know, he starts to realize, like, well, the world's never heard of the Flash. You know, the, the Captain Cold is the hero of Central City. Um, They've never heard of the Flash also because he doesn't have the power. Right. He's, he doesn't not, have the he's yeah, not the exactly. Flash. Yeah. yeah. So he starts to, to, uh, to track down some of the other heroes that he expects to exist. And one of the first ones you see... Um, before he encounters him is Batman. So of it pans out to Gotham of City, course. and you see Batman gangster and Harley Quinn in a fight. Yeah. Oh, well, he's got the red eyes. He's got gangster He's got the pistols. <laughs> he's got a five o'clock show. Oh my god! Uh, red eyes. Uh, him and Harley Quinn, who actually a very cool like variant to Harley Quinn, if you call it that. Yeah. Um, are fighting on top of a, a bridge or a rooftop of some yeah. kind. And you see all of a sudden Batman pulls out a gun. You're like, what the hell? Like, I'm going to fucking cook you. And, I don't know what the hell, but I love it. Yeah, I love it. Gun her down, Batman. So he, he's shooting at her. She's dodging and whatnot. He ends up <laughs> catching her and he's interrogating her. And he just drops her off the roof of this building. Oh. And not like, not like the normal Batman drop her off the roof of the building. Yeah. Like he flings her like, like 10 like, stories to her dad. See you later. And you see Cyborg come and he saves him. And then you start to find out that you know the world's very, very different than, than what we're used to seeing. We're clear. Clearly in some sort of yeah. alternate reality, yeah. alternate timeline. Sure, yeah. This is not like regular Gotham Batman. or Central <laughs> City. Something's amiss. <laughs> yeah. So you find out that Aquaman is waging war on the surface world. The Amazon, what else Wonder there? Woman and the Amazons are fighting against him, but also the surface world. And it's, it's a zoo. And you also see... Arguably, Aquaman at his most badass. Yeah, he oh, is yeah. quite badass. Part of the reason that it's one of my favorite DC movies is because it really takes a, a cool character that I think a lot of times becomes this kind of like redheaded stepchild sort of thing. Is just Robin? kind of like, <laughs> kind of like totally put in a corner. And he's now like you know, kind of wields the might of the kingdom that he rules, oh, brings yeah. the full yeah. force of it to bear. Yeah, is ready to wage war sure. on the surface world because of what I thought was a, a super cool plot point. Oh where my he's god, like, it's amazing! And then he's like hooking up with Wonder Woman. Oh, he's yeah. like, also That's got right. Man. That's all right. like, when she comes in. So 
Oh my god! Yeah, it's like Amazon... Aquaman is such a gangster. Yeah, sleeping with a bunch of chicks, talking to sharks, war- sleeping with Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh my god! Once again, someone I just totally resonated with. <laughs> sleeping with multiple women. You also wages see Wonder Woman. <laughs> you also see Wonder Woman as a total badass too. Yeah. Right? So she meets up with with uh, Aquaman. They have a truce. Oh they end god. up sharing a moment in like a uh, prelude. This is yeah, a prelude. It's, it's sort of like they flashes yeah. too in the middle of the the movie. Um, and then all of a sudden you see Wonder Woman is just sharpening her sword and, oh and Mira, the queen of Atlantis, walks in on her. What I would consider an inopportune time is she's sharpening her sword. Yeah, bad uh, time, bad time. All you see is them, they, <laughs> they share a look and then in the next scene you just see Wonder Woman drop Mira's head like on the well, floor. No, well, no, so, so a fight breaks out. Mira, Mira begin, it's, like, it's clearly that Mira sees that she's just slept with Right, Arthur, so she husband. knows that, that her, and, yeah. And she's like a water witch, so she she like clearly begins to like summon like water forces and she rushes at her and yeah. it's like a battle begins, which I, I that was like one of my favorite scenes. I was like, oh, that's super yeah. fucking cool. And then from there, I think like the like the crown falls off or something, or maybe she throws she, her head she to puts the, the crown on. Yeah, and then, that's, yeah. That's so, she puts the crown so on. So many almost gangsters in this movie. Like Batman's so got Holy dual pistols. Shit. So good. Aquaman's waging war so on good. the surface world. Wonder Woman slept with Aquaman, killed his wife, and is wearing her crown. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god, I have so much respect for everyone. Yeah. You find out that the, so the Batman that we saw is actually Thomas Wayne. So the so knight cool. in that alley oh, behind the so theater, cool. Bruce. Uh, Bruce is the one that dies. Bruce and Martha. Well, no, no, no. Bruce is the one that Not dies. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce is the one that dies. Yep, and, and during dies. the conversation between the Flash and, and who we now find out it's Thomas Wayne, yeah. uh, Bruce's father, you find out that uh, the Joker in this alternate universe yeah. is actually Martha it's Wayne. so cool. That's so and cool. it flashes back God. to the scene in the alley where Bruce dies and she's holding his lifeless body and, and her hands are crying. like covered, are covered in blood. Yeah, his yeah. blood. His blood. All of a sudden she has her hand to her face and she's laughing and then she pulls her hand away yeah. and you see this almost like too perfect of like a high, like a, yeah. almost like the Joker's smile, right? Yep. That's her blood. Yep. Bruce's blood around her yeah. mouth. So good. And Chilling. you realize, so yeah, good. She's, and like, it, I mean, it makes for such an incredible story too. Yeah. Yeah. She becomes the Joker. Thomas Wayne is the Batman. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they end up doing this ridiculous experiment to get the Flash to to get his powers back, and they end up just like he ends up like frying the first time when yeah. lightning strikes. And the second time, like he's on yeah. death's door, like practically oh my God. killing yeah. him like to a Chris. Does yeah. not work the first time, to say the least. Yeah, Thomas Wayne, as a doctor, is like, "Listen, dude, you're fucked." Yeah, I don't <laughs> like you, and I am not comfortable doing this to you again. Yeah, this didn't work. But so good. So good. Good news is, second time's the charm. It and did it work worked. the second time. Uh, yeah, he ends and, up going and off. Fla- part of Flash's argument was that, like, listen, if it works, like the second it works. I'm going to get the speed force. I'm going to heal super quick. Yeah. So, like, don't worry about me <laughs> like being yeah. at death's freaking yeah. door. So, be a freaking Char- doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be a bro so, for once. Flash, Flash ends up getting his power. Hook me up to this thing. <laughs> High five me, bro. Come <laughs> on, me, Thomas Wayne. Get me into this machine, you Give animal. lightning. <laughs> so, Flash ends up getting his powers back. He he has that little ring that holds his costume, which I think is one of the funniest. Oh, I love that. Like, I love it's, that it's shit. That's the shit I ring. love. That's the shit I love. But he ends up ejecting the costume out, and then out pops out. The reverse flashes. Oh my god, he's the villain. And now you know, okay, you, you find out who's behind all this and everything. It's and, him um, the whole time. 
Or is it? So he, <laughs> he, he, he uses the Speed Force to restructure the colors and molecules. Of course he of the does. Suits. Of course now he it's does. Back to the red and yellow. Classic DC cop out. The Speed Force. <laughs> <laughs> just as a, just a reminder, we all agreed that we enjoyed this movie. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I love this movie. What I love movie this shit. God. I love this shit. It's so great. he ends up he ends up taking Batman and Cyborg sure. and the, the the what we now know are the Shazam family. They're Sam kids. My favorite um, part. Oh, yeah. No, let's not get to your favorite part just yet. We are not there It is yet. a pretty cool part, yeah. though. But anyway, this I'll all jump in in a second. <laughs> Wonder Woman, Aquaman, everybody's this in, like, pa- I think it's Paris now or London. Yeah, they're in some European country. Somewhere, yeah. And, uh, you know, the all hell's broken loose, and uh, there's this small faction of, of resistance fighters made up of relatively, I'd say, no names plus Etrigan. Etrigan's alright. Etrigan's alright. And um, so they're going through, and the, this battle goes goes on. They find Superman, by the way, uh, in in locked He's a away. Total bitch. Well, yeah. So the the, the yeah. story in this universe is that when they found Superman, his rocket actually like leveled Metropolis. Yes. It so did. the government confiscated him and found yes, him. Like, they, did. they found him. They took him into custody when he was a kid. Tried to put a bullet kept him in, in the dark kept, ever since. Kept so on like living. This, <laughs> <laughs> he's this like malnourished, just like yeah, have never fed him. Never he's never him. been exposed to the Doesn't sun. Doesn't know and, English. Like. Yeah. Doesn't know English, and so the Flash and Cyborg and Batman find him, and everybody's really skeptical. Like, oh, this is the guy you're talking about. Yeah, and so they sucks. get him out, but then the army you're ends more up than coming normal. in. Oh. Sorry, sorry. Continue. 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 That was uncalled for. <laughs> and and so the uh, Superman sees that the army's trying to attack his his what he now calls friends. And ends up just letting loose uh, with his his heat vision and just decimating, like, oh, yeah, cutting people in half. Like, just ends up killing. Well, that's the human I love. He that's leaves. the shit Doesn't I love. He flies he away. Fly away. Yeah, yeah, he sort of like semi freaks out and flies away. The Superman yeah. who cuts people in half. <laughs> yeah, with that's the Superman I love. That's the Superman we need. That's the Superman we need. It flashes back to the battle, and uh, which I would say is is probably the reason I love this movie because Aquaman oh versus Amazonians versus the surface world is quite possibly the coolest DC yeah. depiction of uh, it's war so good. It's or so battle good. It's at so all. Good. Yeah. I love the force that Aquaman has amassed yeah. in this universe. Kind of canonical enemies that yes. all come to heal under him as this so kind cool. of like war ruler like yep. he's even got black manta black he's got like aqua him. kid yeah like all these people he's got all these crazy like monsters he's got all these like super powerful yeah. like aqua people and it's yeah. just like holy shit is this cool do do, do you guys want to know what my favorite part was <laughs> so going back to that battle we find so shazam is it leads us to andrew's favorite part uh, shazam take a step back from the mic kid <laughs> shazam who is quite possibly canonically my favorite DC hero? Okay, Can I tell me he's wow. being sarcastic. No, he's serious about that. Oh, is it because he serious. used to be named Captain Marvel? I won't touch on that <laughs> at the moment, but it may be. But I love the idea of Shazam. He's so cool. In this movie, instead of being one kid. When he says Shazam, turns into this total gangster, right? Because basically, he's Superman, but with a very, very big flaw that he's like a total fuck up kid, <laughs> In, right? Which I Huge love. Flaw. Huge no, flaw. No, I love that shit because I don't like the perfect hero. I like the flaw. So in in this, 
Not only is he one fuck-up kid, he's like a whole bunch of fuck-up kids. <laughs> he's a whole bunch of them. And they all gotta get together and say Shazam to be the, the good hero guy who can save the day. Yeah. This is super fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. And you know what Wonder Woman does? I do, yeah. But why don't you tell the listener? She fucking cucks all of them. <laughs> she takes her Amazonian sword. Whoa, how does she... No, so she she hits him with the lasso. Yeah. She hits him with the lasso. And she says... What's the she source says, of your power? What's the source of your power? And they're like, uh, Shazam or something. No, <laughs> they're like, well, I, get, like, I, have a, like, I have a trigger word. They have a trigger and then word. She's like, and then she's like, say it. And, and then he like, says Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> and they turn in a bunch of total fuck up kids. <laughs> and Waterman's like, well, I got this sword here. <laughs> and I got a bunch of total fuck up kids. I guess I go to town. Yeah. And she just totally <laughs> takes that game piece off the game board. Yeah. If you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, holy. <laughs> Shit. Well, as an, ex, <laughs> as an X-Men fan, child yeah, murder a little, is... A little Phantom yeah, no X wonder, action. No oh my god, that was good shit. That was yeah, good, good shit. shit. That, oh, I like... The whole, the whole movie is great. Yeah. And then, I kind see. of the culmination of, of the battle being that Aquaman's yeah. had this kind of card he was looking to play all along. Where he's, he the had gold like, card. He had... Sponsored by Riot Games. <laughs> or GNC. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so he, you know, he had this like pent-up guy, and there's been hints throughout the movie that he's had this kind of, like, super weapon yeah. st- like, stocked sure. away for a rainy day, and he basically come to find it, like, you know, this is all coming to a head, uh, it probably could have resolved things, like, I, I think he loved Warner Woman, she loved him, but this was just, like, it, we were, we could not come back, like, we've gone off the edge of the she, cliff. He like, couldn't reconcile her yeah, killing he, he children? Never, he never, yeah, no, Mira, he didn't care about the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Sam, all he cares. Shazam! <laughs> So he then, like, he's, Wonder Woman beats him in the fight, like, kills yeah, him, like, she's got him in, in yeah. death's door, and he triggers the, the final act, which is, I don't know, he's got some villain, like, Adam, it's not a villain, it's a hero, it's Adam. Captain Adam. So he's got Captain Adam, who, I guess, has nuclear powers, yep. that he's been siphoning off, yep. and has at the heart of this machine, that basically lets off a blast that... Yep. Obliterates the world. Yes, it does. Flash has to outrace it. Yep. Eventually, does gets back to his own yep. time to kind of write all this, and and that's, that's what kickstarts the new Fifty Two fan... uh, right universe. Unfortunately, but, holy, it kickstarts the new Fifty Two. Well, well Fifty Two was a total loss. You well, know, we, got K, we got we got court about city vowels. All right, we could we could do a whole episode on New Fifty Two. Or maybe the quarter. Of... Yeah, maybe. Quarter <laughs> City Val- Batman was amazing. I had issue with the rest. This this another yeah another special topic. Yeah, movie was incredible. The movie was amazing. Super cool. Definitely top tier I, of all uh, DC. Absolutely, he's definitely in the upper echelon. I would argue to my deathbed that Marvel is better than DC. I would argue to my deathbed that the Marvel live-action movies, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is better than DC. Oh, hands down. But the DC Animated Universe, a million times better than whatever Marvel has put out. Their animated stuff is on lockdown. Their animated stuff is amazing. Why they can't translate that to live-action, I don't know. 
DC's locked down the animated. Oh my god, it's a Marvel's locked down the same. Absolutely, DC animated universe, incredible. I have to give it up to them. It is incredible, incredible. Which uh, I think brings us to our new kind of finale, which is going to be our next week one shots. Yeah. Oh, I like that title. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it just came to me. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, good, good for you. Good for you. I didn't. Good for us. Good for us. Good for the listener. The, <laughs> the next week one shot. Yeah. Uh, so next week there's string of comics coming out. Uh, I am going to just touch on one. Yeah. That I'm excited about. Give us your one shot. Go around the triangle. Yeah. Give us your one shot. What do you got? Uh, no surprise, infamous Iron Man. Fantastic comic. Yeah. Doctor Doom picks up the mantle of Iron Man in the wake of Captain Marvel killing him. He's been doing a lot of R. cool R. stuff, reconciling, uh, kind of that he, he doesn't really... He's come to terms with the fact... Or, or he kind of has figured out he doesn't really want to be a bad guy anymore. Yeah. He wants to try his hand at being a good guy, and he decides the best way to do that is to wear this fallen hero's armor. He's just totally badass. Which has <laughs> been a fucking... Blast of yeah, it's so great. I it's love great. it. I love it. Yeah, so, uh, how about you guys? Uh, for me, I'm pretty sure IVX and Humans vs. X Men issue three mm-hmm. is gonna be off the chain. So, I'm excited for that issue. IVX issue one, incredible. One of the best openings to any event that Marvel has done. IVX two really sets the stage. I just want to know what happens in IVX3. Yeah. The, the the scales are so tilted in the favor of the X-Men right now that you got to know that the Inhumans are going to bust something out in issue 3. And, and I'm just interested to see what happens. So IVX3 is going to be awesome next week. That's what I'm looking forward to picking up for sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my original pick was actually Hal Jordan, and then I realized that Suicide Squad vs. Justice League ends next week. Those animals. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> every we week go. they got oh, an issue. We go. they, they do, they yeah. do. What's uh, going on over at DC, huh? Uh, well, they're, hey. meeting, they're meeting deadlines for one. <laughs> that's, so that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Okay, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think it, it should be awesome. It is the first big event of the DC Rebirth yeah. universe, and yep. so far they've been knocking out the park. It's, I think it it's sounds pretty fun. pretty good, um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. It is the final issue, so we'll see how it ends. Really? Yeah. yeah. Issue six. 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 Issue oh, six it's issue six. Series, I think it's had yeah. like, wow, but I think it's had like four or five tie-ins. It's had a lot of tie-ins for, but, uh, for only being like two weeks, three weeks old. It's been kind of a huge story, and, it, and it's yeah. nice to kind of see it without having to wait. Um, you know. You know what? Six months. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Given the choice between having them put an issue out every single week or having the summer event last until now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna side on DC with this one. Like that's all right. Uh, so I'm interested to see how it all wraps up. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. hate it. I don't hate it. DC. <laughs> thanks. Thanks a lot, DC. Thank you, DC. Yeah. All right. Well. Well, that's next week one shots. That's wow. That's all we like, have for you. I liked it. it was or okay. is it? Uh-oh. What's the we outro? Got, we got one thing left. I think it's the outro. And that's our outro. <laughs> What's it gonna be this week? That's a good question. We gonna ca- the time gonna, has come. We're going to count us down. So, it's come to this. I'm ready. Uh, Who's going to count us in? I think, uh, well, well, we got we go out of this world the same way. My glass has been into, empty uh, several times, <laughs> and it is now empty now. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we can fix that. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, you, you need at least something. You can't right, click on an empty super big glass. Give me a little of. Yeah, just a little. Well, that's probably three not. Three hours, Maka, by three hours. It's a wide glass. It's it quite wide. 
<laughs> Gentlemen, we go out the way we came in. A band of brothers. A no. band of brothers. A little more drunk. A little drunk. Oh, in that, in that. Any thoughts on um, special topics you'd like us to discuss or any drinks you'd like us to try? You can we need send them. An email. <laughs> you can always send an email to astonishingalcoholics at gmail.com. We're also the uh, astonishing underscore alcoholics on Instagram as well. Wow. Yeah. Cool. You should be also able to find all of this information in the link below. <laughs> Absolutely. Debatable. <laughs> yeah. Heavily debatable. Count us down on a link for our unanimous and synchronized outro. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Let's go. Listener. Thank you for listening. As always. I don't know why you're here. You handsome bastard. Good morrow. Good sir. And we'll see you next time. Or madam. Three, two, Excellent. I spilled out all over my shirt. And Cyclops was right. Oh, wow, yeah. That was good. Ha ha. That's good.